What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.
everyone. Welcome back to the second edition of the second show of the Red Eye, Red Night, Midnight show here, I guess we'll call it that. Um, anyhow, we got Shannon and Dane in the audience. Uh, this is the Michael J. Still for Senate show here. Uh, that's who I am. Yeah, that was Captain and Tennille. Wonder whatever happened to old Captain and Tennille, huh, Shannon? That was back in the good old days, huh? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we're talking about all kinds of politics and things and this and that. And if anybody wants to call in, they can call in. Michael J. Steele is defending democracy. Hey, Shannon's calling in. Great. Hello, honey. I'm home. Here. Oh, Dane's calling in. Welcome home, honey. <laughs> Dane. Dane's back. Hello. Our friend Dane. All right. Hey, Hello, yo. Dane. Got the gang. Yeah. <laughs> Together. Got the gang. All right. Reminds me of old Dave Mason song. I don't know if you ever remember that. It's even before my time. It's It says, my gang will get you. <laughs> really? You remember that, Michael? I don't know. Maybe if I hear all the lyrics, I might. I might have. I don't know. I've heard a lot of weird. It was on an album stuff. with. Um, it's actually worth like two or three hundred bucks now. Uh, uh-huh. Showed Dave Mason in a top hat, and it, you kind of opened it up. Um, I think Eric Clapton played with them on that one. My gang will get you. Ah, okay, yeah. Karma will get you. That's what I say, karma. I'm telling you, you did right. something to me. Boy, you relieved my pain, and now all of a sudden, I'm in a great, fantastic mood. <laughs> awesome. I've been known to heal a few and run a few you off. Did. Oh yeah, my God. Heal a few, run a few off. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. My friends wow. don't want to go to... My friends don't want to go to church with me. They're afraid lightning's going to strike them when they come in. <laughs> or that demon, the demon that ran down the street and said, get away from me. <laughs> right. Oh, you remember that. That's a true story. That was creepy. Yeah, that was. That was creepy. interesting. Real deal. Yeah, that guy was possessed. Does Dane know that story? No, I do not. I oh, my God. That. Tell him. You got to tell him, Michael. Get to him. I was at some friend's house, and I was about two, maybe about two to three in the morning. I was walking home, and there was a guy that I worked with years prior, and he was real healthy looking in that, and he had just moved to town. Nice guy. Real nice guy. Everybody liked him. And I hadn't seen him in a while, and. I'm coming, I'm crossing the road, and there he is standing in the middle of the street out of nowhere, and he's he's pointing at me, and uh, it's like telling me, like, get away and go away, but it was like demonic voices <laughs> coming out of his mouth, and his eyes looked like That's flaming true. fire. Yeah, flaming fire. Yeah, and he had, like, demonic voices coming out of his mouth. It was just unbelievable. It was like a gate. In hell, I walked through or something. It was the most creepiest thing. Yeah, it was the most creepiest thing I'd ever seen in downtown Fargo, as a matter of fact. Yeah, the guy, a totally different person. It was, uh, the things that come out of that guy's mouth was just very demonic, you know, and he pointed like 
he pointed at me like, just like go or something, you know, don't come around me. It was just weird, just freaky. Yeah. Wow. Did he have like a couple of voices coming out of there? Like, <laughs> no, it was, uh, I don't know. It was, it was unbelievable. It was just very demonic voices. Uh, I've never heard it come out of any human being's mouth, you know. And then his eyes looked like they were on fire. His eyes looked like they were literally on fire. It was uh, unbelievable, wow. you know, and I think it was just discernment. At, I was discerning things at that time in my life, and uh, wow. that was a hell of a discernment, you know. You know, if I had never seen something like that, I probably would not believe you. But <clears throat> I actually saw a woman's face contort into a demon. And she was in the driveway. Because um, where I live, it's not like streets or more like driveways. And the houses are really close together. And uh, and she pulled up in her Kia. And she's sitting there. And these are part of the people that have been doing this to me. Um, and all of a sudden her face contorted into like this demon and I had to sit there and kind of blink, you know, I'm sitting there at my window going, wait a minute, are, are my glasses fucked up or, or excuse my language. Uh, is it the light? You know what I mean? I was trying to, t you know, put it off at anything else, but what I thought I was seeing and, and like, sure enough, there it was. And you know, it looked exactly like, have you ever seen the movie, the devil's advocate? Yeah, yep, yeah, I have. Just like that, like when the women are in the dressing room and all of a sudden her is like, ah, it was exactly almost the same. Wow. I mean, and it did, and I was like, oh my God, what did I just see? Huh. I've never hallucinated. I don't do drugs. I haven't even had a drink in eight and a half years. And, so, I mean, I saw a demon in this woman's face, man. I'm telling you. And then it changed back. Uh, and I can I actually you. see auras. I know if you're a good person or a bad person. I'm kind of, I've always been highly, highly, highly intuitive. Uh, mm -hmm. but ever since this happened to me and I died, I did die at Tulane and they brought me back. Uh, it's like my intuition is like through the roof. Um, and it's like now I'm like almost like an empath. I could, I can't read minds, no, but I could definitely feel people's feelings, what they're feeling, like even like 30 feet away from me. I can tell what, almost what they're thinking, but exactly how they're feeling and I feel their pain. And so, I mean, it's something happened to me in that hospital. Um, yeah. A little it's more. Like, like what your uh, Chris Wilson talks about interdimensional beings coming into Earth. Maybe that's what we're seeing: interdimensional beings, interdimensionally entering human beings. Mm -hmm. You know, like he was saying. Well, I think they've always been here, um, and I do think Hollywood writers, creative people, are kind of like the modern day soothsayers. You know, like, beware of the eyes of March. There's always been gloom and doom and, and prophets and seers all through time. But I think the new seers of the world are creative people because they use a little more percentage of their brain power. 
And I do think they all tend to be uh, writers, directors, artists. So Hollywood has always kind of had a leg up of what's really, really going on in the world. And if you look at some of their movies, they give you clues, too. And they know things, you know. It's like life imitating art or the other way around or art imitating life. So I think demons have always been here. It's just they're on a massive scale right now. <laughs> um, well, the devil is here. Hollywood's connected to the government, too. You know, they get a lot of inside uh, access to the government, you know. Because the mm-hmm. Air Force, can, you got to remember, the Air Force controls the airwaves. You know, right. the airwaves are everything. Everything you hear, see, anything that can be broadcast, you know, television, streaming, they're controlling that. The Air Force controls the airwaves, so... Mm-hmm. A lot of this stuff is being filtered by the military. A lot of the things you see in Hollywood. That's why some things we're not able to see. Some things in certain areas of the country get blacked out. You've heard of, uh, things getting blacked out, certain shows, talk shows, this, that, and the other, because <clears throat> they don't want certain things to get out to certain parts of the country. And, uh, mm. I know this for a fact. There was things, uh, what talk in, shows, whose talk shows get blacked out? Well, there's who's, like special, for example? there's certain special reports that come out, say, um, um, well, I, I'll use an, an, a real example. When my dad was uh, in witness protection program with me when I was little, uh, they, that's they, a whole story in itself. Yeah. yeah but they, they showed, uh, <laughs> To tell. Oh, man. Well, okay. I don't want to get yeah. into that. That's a whole nother lifetime. But they uh, basically, uh, the certain things that would show our pictures and all that in certain parts of the country were blacked out. That's how much power the government has, you know, to protect a, a government witness. They'll have certain shows uh, that could reveal their identity blacked out, like North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, anywhere close by. They'll actually be able to black that show out where you won't see it. And that's how it used to be. But now with cable and everything, I don't think they can get away with it now. Cause if you get- actually they can. They can, they can like hide or block a web, uh, like a web show. Like uh-huh. there, I found a web show attached to my IP address. I did a DNS, uh, reverse server report. Um, and it got it all the way backed it up to uh, Akamai Technologies which does the overflow for the internet. And right. it said live web show, okay. but it didn't have a link to it. So, I mean, I knew I thought I was being recorded. I knew there was cameras across the street and they've made some kind of web show of my life. And I, I've caught them on tape breaking into my home. Yeah. Um, so I think that there's been a live web show of me uh, that I don't know that can be hidden. Just such as like make a website and you do SEO words, search engine optimization words. They can do the opposite. They can put in every word you could ever think of that if I went to Google it, that I wouldn't be able to, you know, find it. Find it. Especially if I don't know the name. Right. So. 
Right. I just so, I just know they can black out certain television shows in certain parts of uh-huh, the country. They can do that too. Right. Yeah, and they, they can black out it. anything, any advertisement for it that mentions the show's name. You know, it's it's right. search engine opposite, just in reverse. Right. But even right. my neighbor, my neighbor, her daughter finally admitted that it was a web show. Okay. So these people owe me a lot of money. They've been filming me and making a profit. And I don't know if it's like to an exclusive group who has access to this or I don't know who knows about it. Sometimes I'll go out and people like look at me like, that's her, that's her. It's like, like the Truman show almost, you know, yeah. sort of. Well, that's somebody, what it feels like. Somebody was on, was it Chris Wilson or somebody was saying we are kind of living in a Truman show, you know, that's. You know, then you hear people saying we're living in the movie The Matrix, you know, same kind of thing if you think mm-hmm. of The Matrix, you know. Yeah. I've heard that from the professors at biological college. Biological software program. Yeah. We're living in The yeah. Matrix, and uh, it's all programming. Everything is a program, you know. it's uh, The human body is a program. Yeah. All the cells are like binary code, like a computer. Right. They all work yeah. simultaneously. I mean, it's we're exactly like a computer, but mm-hmm. just made out of, you know, organic material. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that thing? <laughs> oh, man. There was a, um, this Japanese, let me just like real quick. Um, there was this Japanese game show. It wasn't like a show to the contestant, but it was a, and I forget the premise of it. But anywho, he, um, dang, it was some like prize at the end and he was supposed to sit in a, in an apartment and, oh man, dang, it stinks. I'm, I'm spacing on this, but he sits in an apartment and like, if he lasts a year or something like that, he'll get like a million you know, the equivalent of a million dollars, let's say. And he didn't realize that there was um, hidden cameras in this apartment watching his every move, and it's broadcast, you know, as a TV show, like, daily. So it was like a real-life Truman show, and they just, they fucked with this guy. And they would bring in these products, you know, like a cereal that he would eat, and they would use that footage for the commercials Forever. for the like, Cheerios, let's say. Oh my and God, that's like exactly what they're doing to me. Exactly. Oh, and he didn't know, and it's super cruel, you know, and yeah. the show just doesn't end. It goes on for three years. They, they're like, you win, you win, you know, and they take him to a trip to um, like Taiwan or something like that, and they blindfold him. And they bring him to a room, and it's a replica of the room he was just in for an entire year. So it's like solitary confinement, you know? Um, and the same thing just keeps going and going, and then they finally reveal it to him. I, uh, it was a podcast I was listening to, like a radio lab or something. It was so good. Wow. I mean, that's almost – that's torture in a way. And and so they kept yeah. him in Taiwan? Big time. I guess as yeah. well? And then they brought him oh back God. to Japan. I gotta no, know that I mean, podcast. Yeah, oh, I gotta find this. 
Yeah, man. I gotta see that. Because these people are trying to keep me here. That's exactly what's happening. It's like a web show and a web show doesn't take much to run. And it's, uh, this machine, like when I look at certain products, they'll snap it. It's almost like there's a camera and plus, uh, it matters like what I look up, uh, on the internet, the ads, they're making money off the ads oh, and the commercials dude, and sad. it's all free money for them. That, uh, that algorithm you get put into is I'm not on, this is like, the closest thing to social media that I'm on, right? Just, I don't want to like anything um, because it's just, ah, oh, dude, it's so creepy. But no, there is like a, a term for that where you feel like you're being watched constantly and it's it's not quite being paranoid. It's, and I, I've, I went through that as a kid, honestly. I would always think that there was like cameras on me or something, so I had to act a certain way. It was really weird. I, I grew out of it, but it does still stick here while you guys are chatting. I'm going to look for this episode and I'll post it. Oh my God, please do. And put it in there. Yeah. I'm going to give you my email address as well. I'm going to put it in the chats. And, uh, because that, that is very, uh, I, I, I knew I couldn't be the only one that this has happened to. Oh my God. That's probably where they got the idea for this. They could, yeah. A lot of stuff starts out in, like, Japan or then it comes to America, you know. It comes to from different countries and all mm-hmm. that. Like, we get a That's lot of... That's why our- they're trying to keep me here. Because this web show, because my neighbor's daughter admitted it, and I found it. It just didn't have a link to it. Wow. And uh, it, it's like a landlord having a hidden camera in, in a college girl's shower. Type, but they've made oh. a web show of it. And even oh. my daughter, I mean, my neighbor's daughter admitted that it was a web show. And they all the neighbors have participated in it, like almost like kind of street theater is what they call it. And she wow. goes, I just don't want to get in trouble. And it's like I, she they she knew that they were doing wrong. Wow. And it's still going on to this day. Nasubi, well, could, is that what it's called? Yeah, that's the name of the, the program. Oh, yeah. The other thing is he wasn't allowed oh, to wear okay. clothing. Take a screenshot yeah. of my email, Dane. Nice. So this has done, been done before. And see, the, in this, these people in their organization, they have I mean, people everywhere in everyday jobs. Uh, it goes from firemen, policemen, uh, I mean, the corruption to the medical to uh, everyday neighbors who are, you know, participating in this. And this web show is paying them to sit there and watch me and be, that's what all this hacking is. I've got 15 uh, houses that are hacking my phone on a daily basis. And it's it would take a group of people to surveil somebody for 24 hours. And it's ever who's home. And because people have to go on through their daily lives and stuff. And, uh I mean, this is unbelievable what these people, it's all in the name of this damn machine. But they're, they're having a web show which pays the neighbors to watch me on their day, days off because nobody's going to do that for free. But it's also really just doubling in surveillance for this damn hospital and these doctors who did this to me. So it's like, it's like I'm almost paying for my own 
torture and surveillance of some freaky doctor who wanted to get her fucking razor laser thing on the market. It's evil, beyond evil. So this is what I'm dealing with, uh, Michael and Dane, right now. Finally, I got an attorney who's going to take my case. And wait, he he realizes how bad. I'm I'm going backwards. I'm starting with all the hacking first. I mean, I could probably get $10 million out of the the neighbor next door because he owns a big construction company. I mean, these people were making, it's called a nest. And some, some people call it a tower. And the lower echelon people are the ones that are here watching. They make their money, and they get promised. Um, see, some of the doctors I've found uh, all are money launderers, mortgage fraud, tax fraud. I mean, serious criminals these doctors are. And what they were doing, a bunch of transfers for houses, like in the next neighborhood. Uh, nice, big $300,000 homes and all these free transfers. That's what it is. They live there like six months, sell the house, and that's how they got their big payout. Meanwhile, they were making just a little bit of cash to pay their rent over here. It's, it is truly whoever thought of this idea and this tower, which I'm pretty sure it's the man David Anderson that I told you about, Michael. And I said yeah. it was pretending to be Will S. I really oh, believe that that's David wow. Anderson. Okay. Yeah, and they're related, though. They're related. But he's pretending to be Will, who I, I know them both. And um, I know I know Will S. I said, your last oh. name Smith? And he yeah, said, I yeah. That. I remember that. Yeah, how could I guess his name right off the bat? You know? These people have been stalking me on Podbean, I mean, in my whole life. They've interfered, injected themselves into old friends, uh, like my girlfriend in Paris, my ex-boyfriend in L.A., who's a stand-up comedian, a couple of best friends in Dallas. They made a point to infiltrate these people's lives so and, and then disconnect me from them in case I, I would leave this community because they were making so much money off of me. Yeah, all just through cameras. Yeah. So they can they see in your shower and everything, your bedroom. Oh, they see everything. Wow. Everything. Huh. But the FCC will find it. When I get my attorney and they get the cybersecurity, they will find this. Even if they shut it down today, they had to go through servers after servers and it, it, they had to have service providers. So it will show them being attached to not only my network and my network devices, but the machine inside of me, you know, you know, cause it's a computer, you know, it's got a computer on it, in it. So it's like Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney was getting his pacemaker, um, hacked in the eighties. So imagine what they can do today, you know, <laughs> and today's technology. So this thing is multifunctional. They can cut my legs off. I mean, stop me from walking. Um, they can. It's it's unbelievable. This what this thing does. Well, what was and this for? Military prototype or what? <laughs> I have no idea. <clears throat> all I know is I think they thought it was the answer to all diseases. That I do know because I do know it dries things out. It has a laser on it. It did slice an internal cyst that I had, knocked me completely on my ass. Um, 
it. See, there's only four things that can really truly kill you in this world as far as uh, my, microscopic uh, harmful microbes and stuff like that. Fungal, fungus, parasitical, viral, or bacterial. I think this thing can cure just about almost everything but viral. But it broke. So they got to go back to the drawing board, and now they know it broke. And in the portion of the injectomy with all this nanotechnology, like, it's so unbelievable. They put so much inside me, Michael, that when I roll over to go to sleep, it's like a snow globe. I can feel it, like, going all the way, you know, from side to side. It's like they feel, filled my entire body cavity with this nanotechnology and oh, have man. been, you know, yeah, in the wrong hands. They've been torturing me with it because this machine vibrates. And what it does is it forces the nanotechnology through the muscles, through the tissue, through uh, through the fat. Then uh, it also pumps this blue, what they call blue medicinal fungus. It's not a real fungus, but it swabs the mucous membranes. And that's what the nanotechnology that can be controlled remotely. And because parasites uh, lie... Um, in the mucous membranes because they still have to breathe and hence why I was thrown in sewage up to my chin. Um, they made me sick to heal me with this technology, but it did break. And um, I peed out a, a chain that looked like it had coins on it, like six inches. And then like yesterday, something to, it felt like two rubber bands popped, boom, boom. And um, it still worked. But it's they're not getting the desired effect that I they want it out, and I'm not going to let them use me like a piece of meat, profit from it, torture me, not pay me, and all along people would come up to me even uh, when I went to LRS to uh, Louisiana re rehabilitation uh, after my heart attack and all that uh, to get back to work. I mean they even said you're, you're going to get a million dollars. Well, in 2015, I probably would have taken that. But now, since I've been tortured intentionally, uh, the machine itself is torturous. Just the vibrations alone it feels like you're just being shocked on the inside. And just, eh. um, but intentional torture with the nanotechnology that feels like I'm being stabbed with an ice pick on a daily basis. And um, these people, it will go global. I mean, I, I, my face will be plastered everywhere in the near future. And so will the damn doctor who did this to me. I want her known as the most hated woman on the planet because uh, this was premeditated. They knew that when they knew I didn't drive, um, that, and plus I lived with their stepson, and um, that I was the perfect candidate because they knew that they could control me. They knew, I mean, her husband is a police captain was and um they had those resources and the medical so i mean i was the ideal candidate so i want this woman executed by the state of louisiana she qualifies for the death penalty three different times um she is a mass murder she admitted that she euthanized these patients after the storm 42 people were euthanized just because they didn't want to um, 
evacuate them. They just wanted it over with. And uh, she admitted to doing was involved in that. There was also a woman that I watched being buried uh, 30 feet from me that came from one of the houses that I saw her go into. Not only 24 hours of these boys that worked for the construction when they were doing next door, um, they carried a body out from the backyard and buried it with the PVC pipe when they were laying the foundation of one of these homes. And I saw her there 24 hours of that body being taken out of there. And then three weeks later, helping with the windows and building of the house where the body was buried. And there was also a nurse that uh, was in my roommate's uh, um, reserve unit. He worked at East Jefferson, and uh, this was several years ago. Um, you know, because I've gone to hospital, to hospital, to hospital. It's been a cover-up. And uh, he he was leaving, and he was a nurse at East Jefferson and also in the reserve and Scotch unit. And I said, well, we've been waiting three hours, you know, to go. I took my x-rays and we need to find out what's going on. And he said, uh, okay, yeah, I'm walking out the door. I'm, I'm already, you know, uh, uh, I've already, uh, whatever, what do you call it? When you check out, whatever, timed out, whatever. And, um, he goes, I'll be right back. Well, no, like when you punch a time card. Uh, I'm already punched out. Yeah, he's unpunched out. I'm walking out the door. No problem. I'll walk right back there, and I'll be right back. He never came back. We waited another four hours, and I still never got to see my x-rays. And uh, a week later, they found him dead in a hotel with a bottle of pills. And supposedly, he committed suicide. Well, I'll tell you what, they don't, the, a man does not go into the reserves thinking that he's going to, you know, you go into the reserves to get an extra pension. So in your mindset, you're thinking you're, you're going to ho- hopefully live a long life. And uh, he was a happy-go-lucky guy, definitely not depressed of any kind. So they murdered him. I know they did for seeing my x-rays. They probably caused a big stink about it, and that's why they offed him. I mean, they've killed over this thing, Michael. So that's why I have to get out of here. You don't have no idea how bad this really, truly is. I've had garage sales where I've had uh, Oshner nurses, big male nurses, come in and intimidate me. I I, I get followed every time I leave the house. Um, it's, you know, I've had death threats by the doctor herself. Um <laughs> Yeah, this is how bad it is. Wow. Yeah, yeah it is. Nutty. This nurse sounds like, uh, I'd like to know her background, what she was, uh, what was her background, I guess. How did she get this kind of power to do all this stuff? Just a lot Wait, of money? What? No, she's a doctor. She's yeah. a doctor, and her best friend was head of all the officers. She didn't have that much power. Her best friend did. And she could hire and fire because Oshner owns every hospital, just about 11 different hospitals, major hospitals, and all the clinics. They're very, very, very powerful. And they work with the military. And then plus her being married to a, a police captain. So he had those resources. 
I mean, and the corruption. I mean, it's just they really had high hopes, I guess, for this machine. Meanwhile, always someone to tell, you know, some kind of secret. Oh, you're you're gonna get a million dollars, and you know, just hang on, and it never came. And now they've been torturing me because they know it broke. They know they had to go back to the drawing board, and they know, oh my God, we screwed up. And so now they've been torturing me to get this thing out and send me to the hospital. And there's no way I will ever let a, another doctor put me under anesthesia ever again. And see, I tricked him. I went to, and his thing extends to, uh, two-way speakers in my, in each ear, two things in my jaw, which none of that is something in my nose, which I have x-ray proof of all that, um, that completely non-medicinal. Nothing was wrong with that. It was strictly for torture, sound torture, uh, pain in the jaw to make me feel like my jaw is being ripped open. Uh, the core device, the nanotechnology, uh, and they also shoved fiber optic wiring underneath my scalp and uh, at a sleep study. And they really screwed up there, too, because they did my roommate. And he had, and all the sleep studies are supposed to be the same. And he, they didn't do that to him. So, I mean, I have a lot of evidence on these people, plus all the hacking for years, constant surveillance. I mean, just... You can hack an iPhone, but you can't. An iPhone will always tell you it's hacked and where it's coming from. So I mean, these people are done, man. I'm telling you. They they are done. So that's what I'm dealing with now. But I'm going to go after the hacking and all that first, get my money there, because there was also um, all my uh, devices were going into a server for uh, a company called uh, GeneTherapyNet.com. When I found that, it's like it's a website for doctors and medical students to log in and check on their research for their no trials, their medical device. Oh, it was the smoking gun that I was an experiment. So they are, that's an $8 billion company. And because the hospitals, they don't actually do the research. They just install the crap. And then they, they redo colleges and universities do the research, but then they have a place like genetherapynet.com who does the data for the research. So they're screwed. I mean, what we're talking this case is worth probably several billion dollars for me because I've been tortured with proof of torture. I mean, just every time I was put under anesthesia, another piece of technology was put inside me. They made me into a human cyborg. To look at me, you wouldn't be able to tell. Oh, but in an x-ray, you would. Yeah. Have you filed um, any lawsuits? That's what's happening this week. See, for years, uh, they tried to thwart a lawsuit with these people. And I would call and call and call and be like, oh, I'm sorry, we're not taking any new cases right now. It took me years to figure out what they were doing to find out uh, that it's like call forwarding, caller ID and call intercept all in one, uh, one, you know, all in one. And this is a huge organization that they've hired. They're almost like actors in a way. But they're, uh, I mean, I have it all on tape. Uh, I even have a YouTube channel called They're Out of Their Minds. 
<clears throat> but I, it took me years, but now I have everything I need to prosecute everyone. And like, like I said, she qualifies for the death penalty three times. Crimes against humanity with, with torture, which is actually worse than murder. Mass murder, which if you killed more than two people. And also, uh, terrorism. Because she's definitely, it's terrorism is what it is. I thought she was a, wait, is this a doctor? This is the doctor. Yeah. What? Who I know. Who I know. You know her too. Jesus. Yes. My roommate is their stepson. That's been the whole problem. Now, wow. he was helping them, but now he's sick of, you know, them torturing me and hurting me. And then they started coming after the house and, you know, <clears throat> property. And so they've, it's affected him. So he said, but he's helping me now. So. Well, that's Have good. You, you got a witness. Uh huh. Have you been to North Carol uh, North Dakota, Shannon? No, I'd love to. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> well, we're gonna try to get there. <laughs> yeah, Michael Steele's driving up tourism. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I see Fargo has a um, like that, like a wood chipper. Displayed. Yeah. Somewhere right. Sometime. Yeah. Okay. I know where that's. Are you talking like the movie Fargo and the Woodchipper? Right. Yeah, I'm friends <laughs> yeah. with uh, Christian Rudrud is a good friend of mine. I actually have her phone number. The star of the movie, the lady that uh, gets kidnapped, Christian Rudrud. Yeah, she's the lady that get, got kidnapped in the movie. Yeah, she's a good friend of mine actually. Nice lady. I love it. He kept telling him. Yeah, Michael, just a little bit of the old in and out, in and out. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That I love was, it. Uh, yeah, she was just going through her acting bit, though. I was thinking she was serious, like, you know, and that was an acting thing, you know. <laughs> that's a thinking, line that Steve Buscemi says in two oh, different Oh, that's right. But, I yeah. Oh, I should have popped. Yeah. yeah, you reminded me of that. And I was, she was doing that to me. And it's like, I'm thinking, man, this lady wants to take me home and do the wild <laughs> thing. <laughs> I'm thinking, shit, I should go for it. <laughs> you know he, well, you're cute, Michael. And I mean, she probably did mean it, you know, but that, you know, why would she keep saying it if she didn't want to, if you know what I mean? Yeah, well, wow. Because yeah. when you say the old in and out, in and out, you, you definitely, your mind goes there. So... But yeah. yeah, he also said it in The Big Lebowski. That's what it was. Yeah, it was she was doing The Big Lebowski. She does characters. Yeah. She, she does a lot of characters around town. She'll just show up somewhere in character, and, and you wouldn't even know it's her. You know, it's she's she's cool. She's pretty nice. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I love that movie. Like, yeah. so what did they look like? Uh, with the lady one, and oh, he was just funny looking. You know, more than most people. (laughs) That's how the old Norwegians Um, used to talk up here. The newer ones, yeah, it's changing now. The old timers talk like that in the movie. You know. (laughs) It's funny. Okay, now, okay, uh, you opened the door, Michael. What about the witness protection thing? It's just us three. 
Yeah, us oh. three in the whole world's listening. No, I, <laughs> yeah, so, I already wrote a book about it. That was another life. I wrote a book about it and everything. Well, so then it's already out there, so you can let let me know. Yeah, I, I'm running for Senate now. Uh, I was, I wrote a book back wow. in 2000. I wrote a book about it and went on a book tour. I was brought to North Dakota when I was a kid. My dad went into witness protection. He was a gangster, and and uh, so, but I was a kid because he had a contract on him for testifying in court. He was like a Donnie right. Brasco. He was like a Donnie Brasco kind of guy. And then, uh, mm-hmm. then he got sick when he was 63. He got sick with cancer. He said, well, go back home and talk to your cousins and your family and that. And uh, your mom, go find your mom, your sister. And after that, I'd been hiding out here in North Dakota with my dad for 21 years. So after 21 years, I went back to uh, where all the nightmare began from hiding from the mafia and all that, you know. Mm-hmm. So that was uh wrote a, I wrote a book about it about our family our family's organized crime ties and all that you know and uh but I come out of hiding and then the the messed up deal was when I come back to see my dad he was like hiding out in Fargo I found him and then his cancer went away and then he got mad at me that I went back cuz uh, they cured him of his cancer he had prostate cancer like I had I had gotten mm-hmm. you know and then he was pissed off that I uh, went back, you know, and talked to everybody and told them what was going on. I mean, you just can't please a parent, I tell you, you know. But he yeah. thought he was dying of cancer. He said, yeah, go find your family and tell them what's been going on up here in Siberia for 21 years in North Dakota. You know, go find him. So I went on a mission to go find my family and everything. And found my sister first, my sister, and then. She took me to my mother, and then I wind up finding all my cousins, Michael and all them. They call it the show, and and that was wow. uh, that was back in 2000, 22 years ago, yeah, back in uh, 2000. So wow. we've been in, we've been in communication now, me and Michael and everybody, 22 years now. Then I had to go on a, with the sit down with the mob and and talk for my dad, me, and you know, so. Everything worked out, you yeah. know. So here I am, still alive 20 okay, years what? later. The Dixieland Mafia here, the Marcellos, they do a lot for the community. I mean, they're not, you know, the mob is not, the only time they, like, kill anymore is if you do something to their family or what a loved right. one. So other right. than that, they're, you know, they're into legal video poker and restaurants, and they really do a lot for New Orleans. So, I mean... Yeah. I'm not, you know, my dad was that type too. So, I mean, believe me, I don't judge. I think it's kind of sexy, Michael. <laughs> well, my well, my mom said that my dad was a three-time loser. If he didn't cooperate, he was going to go away for a long time. So he was had to cooperate or he'd been bye-bye because he blew up some bars and, and some different places. He blew up some cars, people in some cars. Some, he blew wow. up some... Uh, he blew up some buildings with C4. He, he did a lot of bombing and a lot of stuff Jesus. like that. Yeah, he was a bomber. Yeah, which I found out later on. Yeah, and then when he was hiding out here in North Dakota, when the government was hiding him out here, he was going back, uh, getting rid of uh, anybody that was messing with our family and stuff too. So, uh, right. So, 
You I'm know. sorry. People, some people just deserve to be off. Like yeah. this doctor. You know, I, I wish right, every day right. that a meteor would come hit her in the head or, or something, you know. <laughs> anything. <Right. laughs> anything would well, be really good. I would, I would jump but, up. I'm, I would jump up and down for joy and tears of joy. I hate thinking like that, but damn, some yeah. people just deserve it, man. My dad's friends in the government I hit him out, and they were letting him go back and do what he wanted. He ran amok, hiding out for 30 years in North Dakota, then going back and running amok in, uh, where all this organized crime stuff took place, you know. So think of that. The mm-hmm. government's hiding you out in the witness protection program. You're going back, sneaking back, whacking people and doing whatever you want to do. <laughs> whacking. You know, when I saw you and the, I saw that, that show solid. <clears throat> I noticed that too. I'm like, well, he's like a manly man, you know. And I thought that too. He looks kind of soprano-ish. <laughs> yeah, right. Dude, I guess I'm gruff to you, Mike. Yeah, man, you look good, dude. Yeah, you know, he looks good. I appreciate it. it. I, I, I appreciate like that. It. I like that look. Oh, yeah. thank you. I got to get to the gym and start working out more again and stuff, you know. But this COVID. No, some people look better, heavier. Look at John Goodman. I've, I've met him in person several times and he is so skinny now. I liked him better when he had the weight. Really? Oh, I, I didn't, I didn't yeah. know. Yeah. Is he, is he oh sick my. now though? Is he sick or something or, or not? No, I think I he just think changed so. his lifestyle and the way he eats and he just lost a lot of weight. And he, uh, but he, I don't know. I, I see. I don't know. You don't have to be built like a brick shit house for me. My last boyfriend, he was very, very heavy, and he got he gets better heavy. I, I don't know. I Maybe do I'm a chubby chicken. I, I do don't know. <laughs> Sometimes when I'm in my asshole moods, I'll do uh, the people will show their before and after picture on Facebook, and they'll and I'll go, yeah, I like the before picture. What happened? <laughs> you know. Oh jeez. Yeah, I've done that before. Stop. You know. Yeah, I like. Sometimes I really do like the before picture, though. You know. Uh, <laughs> We're like living Shannon. in the now. Living in the now. Well, Shannon likes the before four pictures too. Before John Good lost weight, but sometimes they look better before. You know, they got the before mm-hmm. and after shot, and I tell man, hey, you look better before. What happened? <laughs> oh no, I, I don't. <laughs> I was thinking of that, you know, but. Not that I don't drink uh, I thought you were just uh, fine. Oh, thank you. Not that I don't drink booze. I wouldn't kick you out of bed. Oh, well, thank you. I wouldn't kick <laughs> you out of bed either. I don't even know what you look like, but you sound cute. You sound cute. Uh, well, I look just like this picture. That's done after me. Oh. I have small nose. I have hazel blue eyes. I have dark hair. And that's basically me. Okay, little Betty Boop Boopy Doop there going on. Except I can get a tan. A Betty Boop so. with a tan, okay. Oh, Betty believe me, you, you, you'll be happy. Okay, I hope so. Yeah, you'll I, be I, happy, honey. Oh, I, I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't catfish you like that. <laughs> That'd be terrible. I just don't have <laughs> sex so with you in that room. be some hottie I, cheerleader. I, I will just have, tell you this. Yeah. I was a lingerie model. I did catalog modeling in Dallas. I was a 
um, modeled some more in Florida. I also was a ring girl for the Sunshine Network. Uh, I was a bartender for years of my life, so my body kept up pretty well. And that's basically it. I, I'm, I'm not a uggo. <laughs> okay. All right. As my friend says, Oompa Loompa. You're not an Oompa Loompa. Oompa. Okay. <laughs> no, no Oompa Loompa. Oompa. I had a doctor that looked exactly like an Oompa Loompa. Oh. Well, the guy that did that, the guy that told us he don't date Oompa Loompas, me and my friend were on the porch and he brought an Oompa Loompa home one night. And then he swore <laughs> up and down it wasn't him. And well, you were wearing your Minnesota Vikings jacket, and you got out of your truck with your Oompa Loompa and everything, you know. He's, uh, he was not going to date an Oompa Loompa, and he did bring home an Oompa Loompa one night. So, yeah. yeah. Was he drunk? Mm, maybe. Maybe he was, yeah. <laughs> he could have been. Was he dating her? Was it a one-night stand or what? Well, he had a lady that, uh, I don't know, he tried to get rid of her all the time, so... He wind up having her, he hooked his uh, 19-year-old son up with her. And then after she dated the son, then he said, I'm done with you. You, I can't believe you had an affair with my son. <laughs> and then he broke up with her. Yeah. 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 And she, she did it to stay with this guy because she loved him. He's such an asshole. And then he's my neighbor. And then that's what he did. He hooked his son up with her. And, then he got got away from her by hooking the sun up with her, you know. So, yeah. Oh my God! Yeah. An extreme excuse to dump a chick, man. Right, right. He, hey, he DJ, just wanted, he, huh? We got DJ. He needed Master. an excuse. Right. Hey, DJ. How are you guys doing? How you Pretty doing? Good. I'm good. Good. Well, nice to meet you. This is the Michael J. Steele Presented Show. Are you gonna Are you gonna bust a move, play some some jams for us, or anything? I don't know. What do you want? Do you rap? Do you rap? Um. Oh, some government mule would be good. Government food, huh? Government mule. I don't know that one. Warren Haynes <laughs> from. Used to be with um, Greg Allman and I think didn't he sing for Lin with Linda Skinner at one time too? Wow, you know your music. Shows. I know DJ. Mc I've been on his show a couple times. Oh, okay. Does do you play music, DJ? Yes. Okay, right on. How about uh, whatever you want to play? Okay. That's uh, you said the song was called Government Mule, or some Stevie Ray Vaughan, some blues a band. Band. They uh, know. Shannon, I think you might be the mix master. What do you no, mean? Michael. I'm DJ Mix Master. <laughs> Michael Steele is the mix master. Dude, your your playlists are off the chain. Oh, thank you, Dave. Who's? I appreciate it. 
Oh, yeah, Michael listens to some really good music. He's got very good taste. Excellent taste. Well, I'm working, I'm in the process of building a recording studio. Ah. Yeah, I I remember you were hitting people up for the money. (laughs) Don't have to do that anymore. (laughs) That's good. I didn't get any money from anyone anyway. Hey, how about those butthole surfers? Wow. That's eight 80s for you. Butthole surfers. Or some cult. The cult. Oh, like the rain or love. Love. You see. Oh, the cure. How about the cure? The cult, the cure. Oh, the cure. Oh, yeah. Mm. <clears throat> I love the cure. Okay, I've got a song. Sounded good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I
Pat Riot says, my nickname in high school was Butthole Surfer, but not because of the band. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I figured since you was talking about surfing, that would be a good song to play. Oh, right on, right on. That's funny. I think. <laughs> my friend didn't believe me that's a real band, and I had to go buy the album to show him, you know. He thought, no way, that's not the name of a band. Back in the 80s, you know, that wasn't, uh, you wouldn't believe it, but that's a real band, you know. Yeah, yeah. that was the same time uh, Edie Brickell and the New Bohemians came out, and the cult, um, that whole time period, I guess it was, what, about 83, 84? You know who's you know who plays in Fargo about twice a year at a bar here? Uh, the, Mel, the Melvins play here twice a year in Fargo. They come to a bar. Wow. It's like really? ten bucks, ten bucks ahead. The Melvins who uh Kurt Cobain's mentors up there in uh, Seattle. They were actually wow. the, they were the grunge band that got uh, Cobain going on and they had wow. a little bit and he feels kinda bad. The lead guy from the Melvins, because I guess they had a little bit of a a little uh, argument, I guess, before uh, Cobain passed away. Yeah. Wow. He feels kind I've of heard. Like and he got blamed for the murder too, you know. Oh. No. I yeah. who got blamed? Uh, one of the Melvins got blamed for having something to do with the murder. Well, uh, I heard like today, which is kind of ironic, you bringing that up. That actually Courtney loved. Yeah, him. that's who I yeah. think. I think it was Courtney got rid of him. I think she killed him. Oh, yeah. She was a little junkie anyway. Yeah, I seen a video. They entered. They interviewed her, and she was just laughing at his death like it was nothing. Like it's like, oh my yeah. god, what a psycho bitch! You know, that was the husband mm-hmm. of her child. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and she just yeah. thought it was. She thought it was hilarious that he blew his brains out. You know, with a shotgun and. Yeah, she did it. I'm sure. I, I felt that right away in in that documentary. I saw the videos of her. It's like, oh my God, she did it. It's like, you know. But they uh, mm-hmm. people had blamed the Melvin guy too, because him and Cobain had mm-hmm. gotten into an argument, I guess. But uh, Kurt Kurt actually got his music from the Melvins. He started kind of mentoring with them guys. So I don't right. know. Yeah, but uh, they come to Fargo. I met them. And they come here. They come here like twice a year to Fargo and play at Dempsey's Bar on Broadway. They come here twice uh-huh. a year. The Melvins, yeah, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're still out there playing. You know, it's unreal, unreal. Cobain's been dead all these years, and they're still out jamming. You know. And, and Do they have ten houses in Fargo? Yeah, ten houses like where people stay, like rich people and shit. Yeah. Yeah, well, like a condos, high-rise condos. Yeah, we got them. Yeah, we got really? what they did. They took them and built them on top of old buildings, old old buildings, and they built them on mm-hmm. top of the building. And one guy's got like a heliport up there for his helicopter, you know. And yeah, I could right. show you those. Yeah, we got that. It's a lot of rich, rich people moved in downtown here. You know. Well, that's what I want. I don't like doing yards. Oh, yeah. I like to go like my basil, and that's about it. Right. <laughs> Not right. a yard girl. Oh, um, yeah. They re, uh, urban, well, they redid all this like 30 years ago. They started redoing downtown Fargo. Now it's 
all trendy and stuff. <laughs> you know. Somebody else brought Pat brought up the wood chipper again. <laughs> we were yeah, just talking about that. Yeah, the, yeah, there's some wood uh, chippers. Yeah, you can always find them in somebody's yard. A lot of wood chippers here for sure. Yeah. <laughs> It's a tan Sierra. It's my tan Sierra. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But I was telling him I'm good friends with uh-huh. Christian Rudrud. I got her phone number. I talk to her. I run into her all the time. <coughs> she actually, she actually has three of my T-shirts for my campaign. Actually, I gave her. I wish yeah. she'd wear them around. She's yeah. probably gave them away. Who knows? Yeah, it's all fun and games, so you shove them into the wood shop, Chipper, uh, Pat Wright wrote. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you, uh, have you guys been to any, like, live events lately since COVID? I haven't. Same, yeah. Sucks. And I'm here in New Orleans, so, I mean. Oh, shoot. Yeah, it sucks here. Everything sucks here now. Do you go to like jazz clubs or? Used to. I used to. All the time. Life is very different now. Um, Just, yeah, you have to have a COVID card to, uh, I live in Covington across the lake. Um, it's different. You don't have to have a COVID card over here. But in New Orleans, you have to have a COVID card just to go to a restaurant. Yep. Wow. It's bad here. Very, very bad. Wow, that's what North it's like Dakota's in the city as well. It's wide open in North Dakota. Everything's wide open here. There's all kinds of concerts going on here and everything. They got a new venue called The Lights we have here. Then we got um, this other venue, uh, Outdoor Amphitheater, they built. Uh, <clears throat> Trollwood Blue, Blue Amphitheater, whatever. We got an amphitheater, outdoor one. Well, there's a bunch of good concerts coming up pretty quick. Uh, yeah, Is that the kind where you can bring your own blanket and bring food and your own yeah. BYOB? Right. I love those. I love that. I love doing that. But then the lights mm-hmm. is kind of like that, too. It's uh, it's really weird how they built this. So they built it in like a, what would it be, like a kind of like a U-shaped. And then in the middle of the lights, they got this gigantic stage where, all these country music and rock stars come and play. And then people uh, buy these apartments. They uh, buy their apartment or whatever in this apartment building. And you could live there and you could sit on your balcony and watch all these concerts forever. You know, it's just really cool how they set this one place up. If you live there, you could just watch free concerts off your balcony for the rest of your life, you know. I think I think they're charging a premium though. They built a stage in the middle, like a U in the middle of the U, you know, almost like a big U. And then uh, the apartments are like on the outer ends of the U, and then the stage is in the middle. So people, it's called the lights, and people, uh, once you live there, you can watch all kinds of great concerts, you know. And they're getting tons of them. And a hospital actually owns the. I can't believe it. I found out a hospital built it and owns it to raise money for the hospital. So the hospital's throwing these big, huge concerts with all these name name acts and all that so they can raise money for the hospital. Isn't that something, huh? 
Uh, yeah, it's something else. So somebody's reading a book. Is that you, Shannon? Or oh, DJ must be ordained. What's DJ? No, got I'm not reading a book. Oh, you're not. Must be. I hear like a page turn. Yeah. Uh, you're right. Yeah. Oh, maybe DJ's getting ready to play us another jam. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, you want another song? Play Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yeah. Or 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 yeah, play Little Wing. By C. Ray Vaughn. Little Wing. Yeah, Little Wing. It's originally a Jimi Hendrix tune. But C. Ray Vaughn is... Oof. So awesome. So awesome. <laughs> yeah, I like Stevie Ray. He died young, too. Oh, yeah. Tragically. Yeah. Was he in like the 27 club or something or 28 club or, you know, you got Yeah, those. he was in his 40s and, uh. Oh, he was in his 40s? Okay. Uh huh. And he died in a helicopter crash. Okay. So he was in the 40 club then. Everybody dies in the clubs. Like Cobain was in like the 20 something club and Janis Joplin. So Hendrix, Janis Joplin, Jim Morrison and, yeah. Croce, Jim Croce. Yeah. 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 Mama Cass, now old was she? She was pretty young too, wasn't she? I don't remember. Yeah. She died with choking on a piece of meat. Uh huh. Poor <laughs> Mama Cass. Oh no, poor Mama Cass. No, I, I don't know. That's in Austin you know? Powers. I mean, they didn't know the Heimlich. <laughs> right. Yeah. Amy you know? Winehouse. Amy Winehouse died. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of greats that died young. Well, my friend Cody died young. He did his first hit of heroin in his last. He went to a party, Cody's uh, live jam night here at Tipsy's Bar Thursday night. Young guy. He was running the Cody's jam session every Thursday, and he died at 26. And his girlfriend almost died. She survived, though. Yeah, so they went to a party, and... Uh, Guy shot him up with heroin, and she, they both OD'd, but she, she survived. Oh. She survived. He died, and, and uh, the guy that shot that him was up. This was, no, this was a while, a couple of years back, a couple of years oh, ago. Oh, okay. Young friend of mine, young kid, um, but uh, he was a good guitar player, real good, phenomenal. And uh, 26 years old, he died from a heroin overdose from at a party, his girlfriend told me what had happened. She lived, he died, and the guy that shot him up, though, is doing like 20 years in prison, you know. That's how they do it now. If you shoot someone up and they die, you're you're going to the Hushkow, you know, you're yeah. going to prison. Yeah. I am so grateful. I, I've never even seen anybody shoot up. I have, I've, I'm, I'm not a, I've never even seen heroin. Just what I've seen on TV. I've smoked some pot in my life, and that that's it. I don't even drink. I mean, it's like yeah. I tried some ecstasy, like when I was like 19, and like, whoa, this is way too good. It's got to be bad for you. So I didn't do it anymore. I've always been kind of pretty much a good girl, you know. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. 
That yeah. fentanyl's killing people like crazy. Yeah, oh. that's what uh, Pat Riot's got here. Many people are dying from fentanyl that's coming from China, and uh, they don't even know if it's real fentanyl, but people are dropping like flies. And they're putting it in the weed, too, so you got to be careful. They're putting it in the reefer, and they're putting right. it in the uh, – and that, and then oh, embalming fluid's been put in the reefer for a long time, too. Ah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ah, formaldehyde. Yeah. They've been doing ah. that for years, yeah. They take the bunk weed, and they dip it in formaldehyde, dry it out, and then that's what people are getting high off the <laughs> formaldehyde. Oh, PCP. Know. Yeah, it's killing them though. This formaldehyde. Yeah, it's not yeah. worth it, man. No. I mean, why would anybody want to spend their life just all just? I don't know. You don't remember what really would go on. I mean, that's I don't know. It's just such a waste. Um, right. Yeah, and then they had a cop on a talk show was saying a a bag the size of like. Um, like uh, uh, when you go to the uh, restaurant and you get that little sugar packet, he's he's claiming like a bag of that will kill like 400 people of fentanyl. Okay, a little sugar packet from a restaurant you put in like your your coffee or your tea. That's what a cop was saying on the news last night. I was watching it. He's saying that's enough to kill 400 people. That's how powerful. Oh wow. Is. Yeah. And that's the good stuff, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, yeah. Wow. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. I know they were giving me that shit when I was in the hospital when I had my surgery. I know they were giving me, I think it said fentanyl, morphine, it's just, they were giving me everything to kill my pain, you know, when you go in the hospital. They'll give you fentanyl in the hospital. But they're, uh, they know how to do it. Evidently, I'm still alive, but it messes you up kills your pain but i had an organ cut out of me when they took my prostate i was looking at uh, my drug list and i seen fentanyl on there so they use that shit for medical procedures and that you know but they know how much to give because if they didn't know how much to give you'd be dead right exactly yeah honor Yeah, that's poop. definitely like a. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I yeah. Uh, I always seem to talk like as soon as somebody else is talking. Oh, um, go ahead, Dave. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, just you know, proper usage. It's like a a miracle truck, right? But like, it's in the wrong hands. Um, there was someone around me who was um, had fentanyl lace stuff, and people were dying, and. I know the guy too, and it's like, I don't know, man. I'm gonna do turn him in. It's, I don't know. Wow. Terrible. Uh, kind of damned pretty... if you do, damned if you don't, you know? Mm, yeah, I, it's a heavy accusation. I, I don't know. I, yeah. People traced it back to him, but. It wasn't the uh, law enforcement. Hmm. But if you get caught, if you get caught accusing somebody like that, you can be arrested yourself too. I mean, I think it 
depends. I, I'd probably go more of an anonymous tip route, you know, yeah. and have someone investigate it rather than like, <laughs> you know, take of the task. Like, I don't know. Well, I covered a story about a month ago, 13 year old kid OD'd in high school. Well, 13 year old kid in school. And then the cops went home and he had uh, 250 little white baggies of that stuff, fentanyl. And the parents didn't know it. You know, the parents, they didn't even arrest the parents. It's like the little kid's got 250 baggies at home, 13 years old, but he died. And his friends almost died from it too at school. And, uh, it's killing little wow. kids, you know, 13 year old teenagers. <clears throat> but I want to know how the kid got it. What was he doing with it at 13 year old? And then his mom and dad don't know. He's got these white bags, you know, in his room. When the cops went there, they shook down his room and then they found the 13 other bags, you know. Wow. The parents play dumb, you know. Well, we don't know how it got there. Well, they probably don't, but. But who knows where that, uh, where the kid got it. That's what they were trying to figure out. But it was jam up fentanyl. Where, where the kid got it is he's hanging out with the wrong crowd. Right, right, yeah. yeah and they're turning him into a dealer at 13, you know, but he's dead now. The kid died, you know, and him and the other kid that was there that used it with him didn't die, almost died. They saved one and, and then he died, but, uh, that was a story I covered, and uh, heroin was the big deal in North Dakota, where a lot of people were dying up here, getting uh, shot up with heroin here and, and dying. You know, people aren't used to it, and then they all want I'm to sorry. die. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm kind of a snob. <laughs> a little bit, I'm sorry. I'm just, mm. I, my neighbors that were across the street, part of this group that was hired, they got all strung out. You could tell and feel so sorry for their children because they'd be all high <clears throat> in front of their children. They'd be happy as can be. You can tell like when someone's on heroin, but with just talking away on the phone with their eyes closed, completely like shut and just smiling and ear to ear. You know, it's like you can see their lips were all lined, looked like they had blue liner on their lips, but it's lack of oxygen is what it is. And uh, it, it's so sad. I just, oh, God. This is one of the women that's going to be prosecuted. They would find needles around the pool. I mean, this is not a junkie-type community. And they right. brought, they just brought the trash in when they moved in here. I'm just glad they're not here anymore. But they've been sneaking back in and getting on my phone and the Wi-Fi. And people are letting them back in here. Wow. So... This woman's going to go to jail for life. So, I hope she got a good lawyer. <laughs> See, um, yeah, that, that heroin, too, when people kick it, I guess it's two, three months of just pure hell. Just to try to kick the habit is just a horrible habit. They throw up, and you throw up, and throw up, and... It's a it's a hard one to kick, I guess. I've seen documentaries on it, you know. And it's not a well. I had a morphine drip for nine days, and I was sick for two months after a nine day morphine drip at the hospital when I broke really? my leg. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, they had they had me on that during my open heart surgery, and I just 
I was off pain medication within two weeks after open heart surgery. I don't, I'm just really, I don't know. I don't have an addictive personality whatsoever. So I don't know. It, it didn't bother me whatsoever. Were you doing the morphine every second, every seven seconds? I was hitting the button every seven seconds. No. So it sounds like no, you're loading up a pistol or something now. Machine yeah. gun. Is that you, Shannon? You loading up? No. I was loading my machine gun. Yeah, no. Going next door. Ah. Hey, I am a gun enthusiast, though, and an excellent marksman, so you'd be shocked. I like can hit a dime at 300 up. yards accurately every time. That is good. You got good eyesight. I'm not holding the dime between my thumb and finger and you shoot it with a bullet. No, thank you. No, no. <laughs> well, not I'm the woman thing. that you want around you when shit hits the van. So. I wish you lived near me then. <laughs> and that's why they call me the Finn Fatale. Look like a lady, but fight like a man. Are you trained Maybe in martial that's why arts? The CIA now? wanted me seduce men, but yet be an assassin. <laughs> oh shit! I better run from you. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> live in the now. Live in the now. I live in the now. I live in the now. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, honey. Uh, I can't wait to come up there. That'd be good. You know how my cousin, he just calls to give me a hard time, and then he acts like he won't call on the show for two months, and then he'll call in and act like he knows everything going on, and he misses out on everything, all the fun stuff, you know. I know. I wonder what he's doing right now. He's probably just being stubborn, you know. I, I don't know why. Because it's so fun when he's on here. I don't know. I love it. When you two get together, it's just, I don't know. Well, I got him to swear at me finally. He cussed me back, so that was good. He used the F-bomb. When was that? Last time he was on the show, he used the F-bomb. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I must have missed that. Yeah, you were on the huh. show, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I cussed him I out. Just... Maybe, you, maybe you weren't on the show that time. I don't know. No, I was when oh. he was drinking. Yeah. He was drinking. Uh-huh. Somebody sounds yeah. like they're spinning, uh, they're playing uh, Russian roulette or something with the gun. Now they're spinning it. Really? I don't hear that. Well, I did. It's not me. Well, I Dane is muted. That is weird. Is that What's you, DJ? On? He's probably doing mixing with the tape or something. No, DJ wasn't even had his, uh, he had his thing off, his mic off, and I was hearing it. That is weird. Wow. Maybe he's hearing strange. something else. Because it's not me. I'm sitting on my bed. Yeah. Yeah, I was hearing somebody, like, loading a pistol, and then it sounded like they were, like, playing Russian roulette. You know, you spin the... Okay, uh, that's, yeah, that's not good. Yeah, that was weird. Over really? The, I don't yeah. hear that. Huh. You got your headphones on? Yeah, I'm hearing it now. Wait yeah, a minute. I want to. I'm gonna hold on. I'm gonna put my headphones on. Maybe I can't hear it. Well, maybe it's maybe it's, it's one of my hackers. Maybe they're listening I mean, in. Maybe. Yeah. Uh huh. 
Sounds like somebody's well, loaded. If they up even try to come over here and give me, I got a nice little 22. I'm going to shove up their ass. I'm still hearing it. I'm still hearing it. Yeah, I'm hearing it. They're like loading shells. And Dane and everybody was off the air. Yeah, that was really weird. Yeah. Sound like they were spinning the chamber, you know, if you're playing Russian roulette. That was weird. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Huh. That was really good. Wait, wild. I just heard that. I, I heard that. You did? Okay. I don't hear yeah. it now. Yeah. That's what it sounded like. Somebody's spinning a chamber playing Russian roulette or something. Yeah. Huh. But uh, <laughs> GJ's got his speaker off, so. Huh. Yeah, I'm hearing weird noises too. Well, here, let me turn mine off. See if you if you still hear. Ah, I'm hearing it. It must be over yours, Shannon. It's over your network because now it's uh, I could hear a bird chirp or a cricket. Yep, it's yours. I hear it now. Yeah, and that's somebody else because they cloned right. my phone. It's like a pop in the mic or something. Like they've got a clone. They've cloned my phone, and you might be hearing people that are actually listening to me. Yeah, yeah. And that means they're that means they're right next door. If they are, if you're hearing uh-huh. them, because sometimes I've heard them. I've heard them say like, Shh, "Be quiet," stuff like wow. that. Wow. Well, I was hearing like yeah. somebody loading a pistol and then and then spinning the chamber around like Russian roulette. Yeah, that was really weird. Yeah. Yeah, strange. Um, yeah. I'm yeah. glad you tell me, so maybe I should sleep with one eye open tonight. I would. Yeah, I would for sure. <laughs> you you don't have another phone in your house, do you? No, I'm on my no. cell phone. Oh wow. I'm on uh, I'm on I'm I'm on your show. I couldn't be on a. Yeah. Uh uh. No. Yeah, that's really weird. That is really bizarre. But I told you I got. Uh, Somebody uh, connected their IPv6 and absorbed my IPv4 network. So uh-huh. it's almost like they uh, can control my phone, desktop, everything. So if they're listening, uh-huh. if they can hear me, I most likely we can hear them. Right. Yeah, if they're not being quiet enough. Yeah. That's exactly true. If they're not being quiet. Yep. Huh. That is weird. But I heard it as plain as day, you know. Hmm. So what do you Maybe think? I, go, I need to go check and see if the doors are locked. Hold on. All I'm right. I'm going to take you with me. Okay. Uh, thank you for telling me that. Wow, that was really bizarro. I mean, because they've broken into my home before. I got them on tape, videotape. Wow. Man, I'd get the hell out of that area. Yeah, if you don't mind... Me asking Shannon, uh, what state do you live in? Louisiana. I'd be moving. That don't sound like a safe state at all. Fuck. The fucking door was fucking. Where are you from, Master? Uh, Iowa. Gotcha. God. You know where Iowa is? Yeah. Uh, Have you been out here? No. 
Wait, no, you live in Canada? Canada? No, I'm just goofing. But no, I've never been through Iowa before. But uh, it's, it's a nice cool. state. I drove through it from uh, Minnesota, and we drove through Des Moines, and we drove through the whole state going back to Missouri. I went through Iowa one one time. Yeah. Cool. Were you visiting your cousin? Me? No, I was going to a funeral, my mom's funeral, and my sister oh. and her, my brother-in-law. We wind up going from Minnesota through. They wanted to go through Iowa to drive to Missouri. And that's how they went. We went from uh, Minnesota through Iowa and then into Missouri, yeah. Because you have Council Bluffs, Iowa kind of connects there, you know, to Missouri if you go through Council Bluffs. So that's kind of a little route you can take. And that's kind of which way we went. We, but we drove through the whole state. I got to see all of Iowa. I thought it was pretty cool, you know. Uh, we got to go through Des Moines. And, you know, you always hear Des Moines, Iowa, and, so yeah, I got I got to go see it finally. Yeah, so I got to drive through there. Um, Pat wants to know if someone's in your house, Shannon, or not. She left the door open. Now, Shannon, are you still with us, Shannon? My roommate left the door open. It's locked now, double locked, and the fucking back door. So okay, yeah. wow. Well, that ain't no, cool no one's you... inside the house. Yeah, oh, that, uh-uh. that ain't cool when he knows you got shit going on, you know. Well, he's he don't think all the time, man. So I hope you got a. Uh... I, hope, I hope you have protection. Oh, I do. I got a gun right beside the bed. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. my mom. Uh, oh, yeah. got, before she died, uh, a guy, a neighbor guy, broke in and tried to rape her. And she was 69 years old. She fought that guy and ran him out of her place. And then she bought a gun the next day in case he'd come back. But uh, she uh, turned him into the police and was going to go to court or whatever. And then she passed away before they even, he had his day in court, you know, with her surgery because she went in and had a surgery. But, uh, yeah. This is like a, this is like a fucking cult here. They do this lights on, lights off thing, and uh, and then all of a sudden the whole neighborhood will go dark, and then and then uh, one every now and then one house has a light. It, it's like they're signaling each other where a certain person is. It's like this cult has like moved in, and these are the people that are trying to uh, keep me here. They're the ones who are being paid to watch me. Uh, and, uh, because like right now I've got my neighbor and two different houses are on my phone right now. I can, I'll send you the screenshots, Michael, as soon as it, on Discord. Wow. Oh, by the way, Dane, are you on Discord? No, I'm not. You need to get on Discord. What is, uh, Discord? I am. I had to lock the doors. You left the doors wide open unlocked. Come on, little, get in here. Come on, kitty. Get in here. Come on, get in here. Yeah, Michael, you scared me with that. No, I was hearing weird stuff. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I got pretty good hearing. I got pretty good hearing. 
even though all the rock concerts I went to when I was younger, I, my, my hearing is still pretty good when they check it. You know, so that's pretty cool. Come on, cool. little. Treat. Come on. Treat. Get up here. Get up here, little. Come on. Okay. Well, the Dane, uh, Dane, the good news is I'm going to be on the primary ballot. I worked four and a half years, and I made the primary. You so did? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm going to be on the ballot. Man. That was my goal to get on the ballot, you know, and I did it. So I'll be on the ballot June uh, 14th. Oh, so, yeah. Nice. Made history. Yeah. I'll be on the ballot. So now I just got to get enough people to try to win the primary so I can get on the uh the big one is November 8th, you know, try to hopefully win the primary and go to the big one, the Super Bowl, you know, win that. But that's going to be, that's going to be hard, but who knows? You never know. You just never know what's going to happen. Just got to keep going. That's what I'm doing. So, yeah, those, you're kind of coming down the last seven months of the campaign, Dane. That's where Dang, I'm at. Right. Yeah, last seven months. Yeah, it's been a long haul, I'll tell you what. A lot going on, a lot, lot doing. Hey, DJ Maximus. Yes? Uh, what, are you, what are you going to play for us now? I don't know, just a minute. Play some blues. Blues? Yeah. Hmm. A, cl a classic rock. Maybe some Greg Allman or something. Come on, get in here, little. Get in here. Little what? My cat. Come on, boo-boo, get in here. Get in here. She's so beautiful. She's an American ragdoll show kitty. Oh, they're She's cute. Perfect. I love them ragdolls. Oh, they are. She's beautiful. White with a... A little hint of smoky gray and bright blue eyes. Oh my God, she's gorgeous. And she fetches. She like is a like a dog. Every time.
thank you. Thank you, thank you. Was. That was good. I like that. Yeah. And I knew who that was. It's like Hooker, Hooper, Hooker. Who is that? Hooker, Hooper. God, I knew uh, that. Oh, that uh, one was a... Hold on, I got to... Um... Uh, how, how, Howler Wolf? Oh, Howling Wolf. Yeah. Howling Wolf. Howling Wolf. Yeah, I like that one. I like Howling Wolf. I think, I think I'll add that to my song list so I can use that for my next show. Yeah, they have a club here called Howling Wolf. Uh, I got a friend of mine. Her last name is uh, Howling Wolf. Arlene Howling Wolf. That's her name. Arlene Howling Wolf. She's Native American. And that's her name, Arlene Howling Wolf. And I go, have you ever heard of the singer Howling Wolf? She says, nope. <laughs> She's never heard of him. Yeah. But uh, I have. You got Howling Wolf, Muddy Waters, and that's right. way, way be- before Robert Johnson, way uh-huh. before B.B. Um, uh, King and Albert King, Albert Collins and all of them. Yeah. Right. Blues is real big here in New Orleans. Oh, yeah. That's where it's at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Janice Joplin used to go watch Muddy Rodders. Uh, that was one of her uh, heroes. She'd go watch Muddy Rodders live when she was a little girl, and that's where she got her style from watching Muddy yeah. Waters. And I love Muddy Waters. He's he's awesome. Yeah, he that's is, what, uh, really. And that's where Janet Joplin said she got a lot of her uh her her musical styling from uh, Muddy Waters, yeah. Mm. She learned. When I first, uh, sorry. Um, when I first started podcasting, that's what I started with was a blues show called the Monday Night Blues Hour. Oh wow! Yeah, you didn't know that? Uh, no, I don't listen but, to it. I don't listen to before, it. Before my conspiracy show. Oh. Cool. Oh. I gotta tune yeah, in to your I'm conspiracy on. again. You gotta let me know, give me a warning, cause I'm a busy man. But I made it to a couple um, of your shows, just if you could give me a little, mm. a little forwardness. Yeah, they're, uh, I'm on hiatus right now. Okay. So all this, I get all this, you know, what's going on, cause it's really important. Right. Um, well, I don't blame you. But my show's not bad, huh? No, it's good. I like all that stuff. You're uh, yeah. you're into the mainstream, you know. That's what it's all about, you know, mainstream. And you're in the now. Enjoy. I'm in the now, living in the now. That's right. <laughs> that's what I'm into, in the, in the now. We're living in the now. I'm right. telling you, Michael, as soon as I get my money, we're doing something. God, I hope so. Can't wait. To oh, Yeah. You know, if Michael asked me, he had to be drinking, and he was like, so what are you going to do if he doesn't win? Are you still going to be around? And it's like, what do you think I am, some shallow, fair-weather friend and only hanging around Michael because he's a candidate? It's like, come on now. I'm like, no, we're going to be, I don't know, I'll probably come up there. Oh, that'd be great. Right on, right on. Then we'll go buy our property in Costa Rica. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, because I can do American picking anywhere in the country. I'd have to sell everything I got here, though. I'd have to mm-hmm. sell out here or drag it all with me. Sell it and probably have an auction and auction it and just take the cash and go. 
go with Shannon and yeah, elope. We'll it. elope and we'll just run away together. Yeah. And yeah. and grab the slice of happiness while we can, you know, before it's too late. Right yeah. on, right on. Absolutely. I might have to start drinking again, start drinking pina coladas. I haven't drank in <laughs> pi- 10 years. i got to make that song come true. Do you like drinking can... pina coladas or whatever, getting <laughs> caught in the rain? Do you like making love at midnight and you have half a brain? <laughs> Christopher Cross, remember him? Chris Cross. Is that him? Christopher Cross. Whatever happened to Chris Cross? Oh, he used to do sailing, takes me away. To where I'm going, sailing. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Yeah, he might have died. You like Pina? Are you sure Christopher Cross sings Pina Colada? I could be wrong. I don't know. I think it was him. Mm. We got Google. Everybody here's got Google. We could Google yeah. it. I, I could, see. I could look it up. Song. You want to look it up? You going to look it up? Yeah. I'm looking it up. Pina right. Colada song. I could be wrong. Rupert Holmes. Be... Oh, Rupert Holmes. Ru- That's right. Oh. Rupert Holmes. Well, anyway, yeah. Rupert Holmes left. I brought us into Christopher Cross and to sailing. So that's another one we haven't heard in a long time. Yeah. Huh? I'll see how it works. You know what I'd like to listen to? Is some, oh, hold on. Maybe I can get it. Hold on. Hold on. Let's well, see. Yeah. We're doing a live uh, telecast here with Shannon Dane, DJ Mixmaster, and everybody else in the studio audience, our good friend Dane here from New York, who we haven't heard from in a while. If you'd like to donate, go to www.michaeljsteelforsenate.com. Looking for gas money. Or you can go to uh, Act Blue and type in my name, Michael Steele. I'm that guy running for Senate North Dakota. Looking for gas money. That's what it's all about. Now it's just coming down to gas money to get up and down the highways for the next two months. Is that Eddie Money? Eddie Rabbit? No. It's America. Oh, I love America. I love America. They're great. America's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Spoken like a true patriot. Right um, on. Right on. Yeah. Well, all right, guys. I'm going to... Live it in the now. You taking off, yeah. Dane? Yeah, man. It's a... Uh, 2.30 here in New York. Oh, wow. Well, take gotta, it easy. I got to split. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Hey, glad Good you're okay, me. buddy. Good hearing from you, Dane. Keep in <laughs> Thanks, touch. Man. Keep in touch. For I'm sure glad to do. hear from you. All right, take care. I'll, uh, I'll tune in here. Bye, Dane. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Yeah, I love this song. I could tell you a story about this band here, actually, Shannon. Almost like out of a movie, something. 
horse with no name.
All righty, we're down to the two-minute warning here. I'd like to thank my guest, Shannon. I'd like to thank my guest, Dane and DJ Mixmaster, for coming on the Michael J. Steele for Senate show. It's been kind of a mellow, mellow night. Thank you, Shannon. Thank you, DJ Mixmaster. Yeah. Yeah. It was a a good show. Nice combo and good music. Yeah. That kind of show. (laughs) Right on. No cussing, swearing. No yelling, no sopranos, no Springer tonight. We've had those (laughs) nights before, though. They're kind of fun, too, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you get to hang out with your rag doll. I do. What rag doll? My cuddle bunny, my kitty. <laughs> That's a song. Oh, you got Frankie one of those. Uh, I, I, you I, got I, one of those red doll cats. Yeah, she's beautiful. She can open her arms outward, like she's gonna hug you, cause she's double jointed. It's oh adorable. wow. Oh, she's so adorable. She's beautiful. She's a show kitty. But anyway, Michael, are you having a show tomorrow night? Yeah, I'll be back tomorrow night. Yeah, for sure, right, for right, sure. Right. Yeah. Well, I think I'm going to be doing an all-nighter with this coffee thing because that really kind of concerns me because these people who are hacking my phone are, like, right next door. So okay. they're, sitting, they're spinning it's spinning a gun. Well, I heard I, some weird shit. I heard some weird shit, so. I think I heard and, uh, it, and it did sound like a revolver, right. you know, like with a six-shooter. Right, right. Well, have a good night, mm-hmm. everybody. I will talk All again. All right, honey. Okay.